Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ Thursday. Thursday, already? Woohoo! 29th of <laughs> September, and it's just after 6 o'clock. I'm here with Kempi, Louie, Joe, and Kez. Aroha, keeping us up to date with all the news up in the studio in the big smoke. Ah, oh, I've been here for a week, lads. What's wrong with yeah, me? Yeah, man, stay morena. up here, mate. It's awesome. Morena, morena. Nah, it's good. Awesome having you up here, mate. Good to... Uh, you know, see your, your smiley face every morning coming to the <laughs> studio. Um, geez, that was a little bit of a woohoo, like like the one you gave your horse yesterday when it was running into that that placing position oh. uh, over in Rose Hall, mate. How are you feeling after the run? Oh, I'm feeling good, mate. Yeah, I'm feeling um, I'm feeling confident. You know, like obviously my first horse. You know, you always want it to win, but mate, just just got to look at the other side of it. It's storm time. And obviously, it's 1,200 metres. You're probably thinking it's a miler. I already had some some good information coming through from Chris Waller and Hugh Bowman. They were very nice. impressed. Oh, um, very good. So looking at another two weeks to to give Pungo another run. But, mate, I was, I was happy. Really, really happy. And, uh, look, yesterday, I don't know what was wrong with me. I was thinking maybe it was the, uh, you know, the mental health um, campaign. I was a little bit nervous for that. Uh and then I had obviously had those horse racing, so I was a bit weird, you know. I was a bit like feeling a bit yuck and anxious and everything. And I said, what's wrong with me anyway? Ring up my mate, and he's like, "Now you know." And I was like, "What?" And he goes, "Now you know why I cried when our tissue won." And I was like, "Mate, now I know." Just like, just so nervous, and and you just want to see it um, go well, or you just want to see something that you've invested into, and and you've had a bit of time. Um, you know, investing in and talking about to, to go well. And um, no, I was very happy. Watched it at the cave and Kempi come down. He actually videoed it. Yeah, yeah, cheeky buddy. Yeah, mate. Kept it, <laughs> kept it. Well, I, you know, I always wanted to, I always thought, man, I talk about it all the time. That first experience I had with Al Sharrock when mm. I backed Steely Dan, it would have been so good to have it on video as opposed <laughs> to talking about it. So, yeah, no, I've got myself a little posse behind you and videoed the whole thing, mate, because. The other side of that too, it would have been great 
if he ran home and ran and won mm. and you had that footage. But either way, at least uh, I sent you that footage. You've got it. You yeah, can say, right. well, this is the very first time and actually talk to that story and have it in pictures mm. forever. Yeah, no, I was I was very happy. And, and Louis sending a few messages, you know, just getting some confidence out of it. So going forward, we're going to ha- uh, – we're actually with Tim Barry and uh, a couple of other lads, and Tim Barry is obviously part of Very Elegant, so he'll be very disappointed this morning, <laughs> obviously. Crazy, Louis. crazy, crazy um, news to wake up to. She's out of the art, mm. um, and they're going to another race on the on the French card at the, at the same time, so I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, Arc du Triomphe. Oh, yeah, that one, yes. Arc du Triomphe. Yeah, yeah, you know how to pronounce that. Uh, Royalu, Royalu, the Prix de Royalu. It's another race on the card that um, she's going to end up running in. Curiosity is a French race, and he's trying to get, wrap my head around it this morning. Um, Tim Barry, though, you've got the Carter guys. Mm. you got Mark Carter and yeah, Mark Carter's into Pango. Yeah. Like, you've got some um, really switched on racing minds, and then obviously the the king, lads, king, the, the lads, and or then the king of the kings, you know, Chris what, Waller. What about this? What about this? It's nominated for the Karaka Millions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, <laughs> ideally, that ideally, it's so good that you don't come back for it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's um, yeah. I mean, bought it the ready to run sales. Mm. How cool would it be to see it go around? But there's a lot of water to go into the British oh, series. Yeah. But yeah. you know, just in general, like I remember that. I know what you would have been doing. Because he was in Barrier One, yeah. you would have been fixated on him as yeah. the gates are about to jump, right? Yeah, yeah. You would have been watching <laughs> so intently, yeah. like, please jump. Yeah. Please just come out of the gates. Please come out of the gates. And then you just watch him the whole time. You don't even see the race I unfolding. I horses in front of it. Mate, you can have a, <laughs> see, when you own something like Just Ask Me, you can have a beer, have a chat to your mate, <laughs> and then go back to the gates and go, yeah, no, he's just jumped out. Oh, <laughs> That's right. It's Cinerama. You only have to watch the straight. <laughs> you only just have to turn the TV on when it's like 600 to go when you hear T. Lee go and we're at the 600 that's when you look at the telly oh. <laughs> look it was um, I actually got a video last so you can watch it on New South Wales racing you know the, over there and, and you can watch it from the stewards view and Pungle actually jumped down and got checked nearly went into the rails oh the front front yeah, on front on yeah, yeah? So, so he jumped down and, and then the other horse hit him and he went yeah. just like that close to the rails yeah I said that to Tim I said mm. that to Tim like um when he showed the footage, when it came straight up from Aussie, I said, "Ooh, geez, he got pulled, got pulled up there twice. It was mm. twice. It looked like he had to, he had to pull him yeah. back and then get him going again, and pull him back and get him going again. Mate, that takes a lot of energy out of a horse mm. too. Mm. So for the way the way that your horse finished, mate, very impressive. Yeah. Like Chris, very Chris exciting. Waller has to be happy about it, mate. Very exciting, dear yeah. boy. Very exciting, boys. We'll, we'll we'll keep an eye on that one and uh, enjoy the ride. It's our ride, lads. Stay on." I've been riding Al Sherricks and Tony Kemp's for the last couple of months, so hopefully I can offer something here in terms of punting. Appreciate Paulie Moati coming in too and boosting the odds. How good was that? Yeah, good on the TAV. Frank coming to the party. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Hey, boys, big show today. Obviously, Rugby League World Cup. Not too far away, lads. Over in the UK, it's fast approaching. We thought we'd chat to lead Rhinos legend and former England representative, Kevin Sinfield. Kevin Sinfield, five hundred over five hundred games Kev, on Leeds. Oh, Sinny, mate. mate, he came and he actually played his first grade game at Leeds while I was still playing. <sighs> so I was on my way out. He was on his way in and ended up playing twenty years. Wow, mate, he doesn't look like he's uh, Mr. Beat too. He's a, he's a handsome bugger. Oh yeah, well, Kevin Sinfield. He's played uh, a, a ton of uh, league. He's had a little dabble in the coaching rounds. We'll have a catch up with him over in the UK. Looking forward to chatting to him. We'll also talk NPC final round this weekend in Kempe's Northland. 
stole it. <laughs> what about stole that? one yesterday <laughs> after just watching Pango. I turned the TV over and TV over and off for Toyang and Fussy steals a scrum and well, Northland really steal it at the buzzer beater to go up in our little competition for lunch. So uh, wasn't ideal, but anyway, Hawks Bay and the Bay need to step up this weekend. Hawks Bay are taking on Tasman, and our next guest will no doubt be hoping to differ. Tasman and, and new Crusaders coach Dan Perrin. Dan Perrin taking over from Jace Ryan at the Crusaders. are currently coaching Tasman. He'll join us at about 7.40, so looking forward to having a chat to him. And then this is my favourite part of the week, lads. More than an athlete. More than an athlete. We see the other side of athletes, what they're doing outside their chosen sports and always looking to give back. And this guy is definitely doing it. Richie Barnett, 27 tests for the Kiwis. And he's played a ton of league for the Roosters and the Sharks. He's doing some amazing things. And we're going to tap into that at about 8 o'clock this morning. More than an athlete. Big show, lads. Big show. Big Thursday. Like always, give us a message. Someone's already messaged through. Double eight, double three. Or on the Kennards High phone line, 0800 150. Eight to eleven. Here we go. I'm going to read this message. Good morning, gentlemen. Tell you what, that Northland game last night was not an easy watch. They played well first half, but missed a couple of kicks. I thought I hope their misses don't bite us in the backside. And they almost did, be it not for the Iceman, Dan the Man Hawkins. Yes, boy. Steve-O, all the best. Yeah, Dan the Man Hawkins, the most unorthodox kicking Anna. style ever. Ever and he just drains it. Drain. I saw um that uh, Rivers Rayhunter on on the bench and I was thinking, oh yeah, they won't get this. They won't kick this with him no. off. But then I didn't see Dan Hawkins on there and he's a bit of a like Mick O'Connor. Mick O'Connor used yeah. to kick like that. He used to go back behind the ball, back towards the try line, and then come around it and kick it forward. And I was like, how do you do that? And I was the same power, thing. Eh? When, <laughs> when you were watching the game, I was thinking. Oh, he's no chance of kicking it from this far out like that. And he's nailed it. No, you you were laughing. You were like, ah, oh, he's got to steal it. Walked he's off, got, got your Guinness and come back. And then, oh, they stole it. Yeah. I was like, God, get out of here. Get, get out. out. Yeah, oh. no, good, good finish to a game. That's what we want. It's mm. been like that all the way through. Um, been a great week for rugby league. You know, Louis, today. You had a big show yesterday. Big show, Joey Jones. Jo- Joey Jones, um, get on the podcast if you want to have a look at that. Uh, listen to that, but also, you know, getting Kevin Sinfield on mm. the more than just an athlete. Kevin Sinfield's more than just an athlete, mate. Mm. What he's doing, and we'll talk about that for his little mate Rob Burrow, who played halfback for Leeds. There um, is ended up with motor neuron syndrome, and he's he's going to tell us all about it. Is just unbelievable. He's taken more than just an athlete to another level. Yeah, he's a, an ambassador for the Rugby League World Cup, um, which is how I kind of came across him yesterday when trying to work out who we we're going to book for the show. But then just doing a bit more digging, he's going to end up at the Rugby League World Cup final at Old Trafford, yep. finishing a seven-day, seven-ultra-marathon odyssey. Seven ultra-marathons in a week. And he's going to finish at the Rugby League World Cup and what she's an ambassador for. And he's tying everything together so neatly here. And he's done these before. He's run some pretty sickening distances. He's clearly just one of those guys who's just a bit of a freak and mm. loves to loves to hurt himself for the right cause. And he's obviously got an extremely intense fitness base to be able to and think about this. And this training must have been quite incredible. But I love what he's doing, tying Rugby League back with... Um, charity with his personal, um, I guess, challenge to make sure then build awareness and money. And I think it's going to be really interesting. And the other thing, which I told Kempi before the show, 
He's actually the defence coach for Leicester Tigers. Mm. So he's another leaguey. Gone over to rugby. Gone over to rugby, which is, Kempe's been talking about the trend for a while, and obviously down here we don't have too many examples outside David Kidwell, but you look at the Northern Hemisphere trend, and I know it's something you want to talk to him about, is there pathways? Why is there so many of those old leagueies that you used to play with finding themselves in these top rugby union jobs? And that'll be fascinating to hear about. And so there's, there's lots of synergy with the Kevin Sinfield chat after seven. So. They've got so much to offer those leagueies, mate. Just, like... Defence is, is what league is, you know. Defence mm. is just, just constant. Like they're making 30, 40 tackles a game, the technique. They, they bring a lot of difference. Uh, you know, t- angles of, of getting, you know, the rapping, the jackling, and getting your mind to think about things, like getting us into the wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, the wrestle's judo. the big one. Yeah. The wrestle's a big one for rugby union. I see that all the time, you know. Like if you can hold players up and understand how to do that in the current context you time know, your time and win yeah. the win the ball yeah nine times out of ten so mm. mate it is really interesting Louis it's a great get with um Kevy Sinfield he's a great bloke you know Rob Burrow they were they were at the base of the scrum um when Kevin Sinfield started off as a five eight which which is the position he filled when I left the Leeds Rhinos and ended up at lock um and Rob Burrow was right there with him all the way through so uh, they actually got a horse together too so they, they, they bought a horse over in England and they race it for Rob. Um, awesome. and, and Barry McDermott, which is another Leeds Rhino that I played with. I told you the guy with the one eye. Very scary. Got some great stories about Baz. Um, they're all getting behind their mate Rob Burrow um, and this motor neuron uh, issue to try and raise awareness and raise funds for him. And, and I just, mate, I, t- I take, tip my hat to them all there for that. What, what Kev Sinfield does, and the hurt locker that he puts his body through, um, not many people can do post rugby league career. Well, think about the think about the miles on his knees. Like you boys think about or joints in general. Uh, I go for a run more than seven eight kilometres. Then if I don't ice straight away, my knees are screaming the next day. I haven't played a toenail as much as pro sport as you guys have. His career was five. I think in total over six hundred first grade. Grade games. Mate, puts it into puts it into context. They when they're saying 300, 300 NRL games. Mm. Mate, he's play, he's played over five hundred. And then you add international, he's uh, rugby league on top of that. And then so you think about, mate, what about his hips, his back? <laughs> We're gonna ask him this stuff. Mm. How are you gonna? How can you do it? He's looking after his body, mate. That's what he's doing. You talk about investing. He is investing, man. That, that Rob Burrow um, story is is crazy, man. Crazy, eh? Just, oh, just makes you sad when you think about that. He's only yeah. forty years of age and yeah, trapped, go, trapped in his own body. Trapped in his own body, man. The the mind's working, but just the body's shutting down. And yeah, that's what Jared Cunningham had, eh? Ah, uh, yeah, I think so. Play, yeah. And Neil Danner here in mm. uh, Scotty Gale in uh, AFL. Player. Yeah, they yep. did the big freeze where they go down the slide in the AFL um, on Queen's birthday weekend and. Yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, sport for these reasons is, I mean, there's sport, sports entertainment at the end of the day, but mm. it's also used f- for so much good. Uniting and, and fundraising and awareness. Yeah. And this is a great example. Hey, boys, just before I do my can't wait question of the day, you probably saw that incredulous look on my face just before. I'm just lifetime educating myself on the very elegant decision. And I think a lot of people, including the connections, uh, didn't understand a lot of it. Yeah, I think we all just thought it was a bit simpler than it was when you were, well, you've got a Melbourne Cup winner. Surely she can race in the... 100%. Yeah, you know, you don't think too much about it. Just this last little bit here, I've just realised, 
This is so. There's so many levels that are frustrating. They've dropped her rating by seven points after two runs after a huge spell on races that and tempos that just didn't suit. I mean, crazy in, in the first place. But the key reason why she can't race in the arc is not because of safety. It's actually due to a quint, and I think that's how you say it, a quint bet type, which doesn't suit fields bigger than twenty. So the arc is limited to a twenty horse field. Because it's a betting race, which operates one race per day in France on either a selected thoroughbred or harness race, so your biggest race of the day, that generates participation from the general public because it has lottery qualities accounting for up to 20% of the daily turnover. They've regularly, before they brought this quint bet type in in the late 80s, I think they're saying, 89, they would have fields of up to 30 in the arc. But because of a bet type, so essentially you can have a certain oh amount of shares in a, like a lottery, I guess, that's actually another part of it because it does seem crazy. You look at the big fields you have for Melbourne Cups or uh, English derbies, they line up right across the track. You can kind of, you know, and sometimes it does look unsafe. You've got 30 horses up to points running around in some races. I had no idea that there's so many layers to this. That's another one. It's a bet type, which is, and you know, the arc has always been like this. They wouldn't have just, well, it has since 89. They wouldn't have just found that out. But there are so many layers to very elegant missing out on her, her crack at the arc. And again, I don't think she was going to win it, but it's just almost by principle at this point. She's a Melbourne Cup winner. I know, mate. 10-time Group 1 winner. <laughs> Show us some respect. Crazy, crazy. Look, honestly, sitting there with Tim Barry, he's fuming. Now he'd be fuming. He's like, do you know what the answer is? He's like, oh, no, tonight. Now he knows he'd be. <laughs> he'd be <laughs> Don't want to see him this morning? No. Well, it's, and and, and the, the worst part about it is there's, a lesser, there's lesser horses in the race. Mm. That's, the, that's the big one. Well, they're all, yeah, yeah. Well, essentially, I mean, at the end of the day, it's opinion, but no other Melbourne Cup winners in the horse and yes there's horses that have only won group twos in there and yeah their rating are higher because they might be performing better but you know what do we say about class and form and showing a bit of respect to mm. a great mare who's decided to take her form is temporary class is permanent you know so we'll talk about it throughout the morning but mm. I just thought that was interesting I just read that then it's crazy, 90, crazy. 1997 is a good year you know that's I think Sydney, that's where Sydney started playing wasn't it 1997 Sinfield yeah 1997 was also when a horse called Pentra Celeb won the Arc du Triomphe and I'd been following it all year in France. And Kevin Edel come over and I said, I've got the winner. And he said, no way. And I went, yeah, man, this race in France called the Arc du Triomphe. And uh, if you go back and watch that race, it's I think at the time this horse, it just had this burst of speed over the last 600, ran the fastest time ever at that time for the Arc. Cleaned up. 97. 1997, called Pentry Celeb. Right, we'll go way back, Uncle. Yeah, 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 I love that. Historian, we'll go watch that. Can't wait question of the day. Right, enough whinging for now about the arc. We'll do some more later on. Can't wait question (laughs) of the day. Very easy. The NRL season comes to a close on Sunday night. Quite a sad moment for the year. What's your highlight been? What is your highlight of the NRL season 2022 Ooh, been? Good question. Is it a player? Is it a team? Is it a win? Was it a field goal? Was it a tackle? 
Was it a controversy? Was it a player? Was it a win? Was it a team? You take it where you want. 0800-1508-11, your highlight of the 2022 NRL season. Kempi and Izzy, they'll dish theirs out after this. Health Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.